What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Aussie Lag Gamescast. This Friday, the 18th of June, 2021, I am joined by the man, the myth, the legend, the master chief himself, Jack Gibbs. How you doing, Jack? You know, man, I'm doing well. How you doing? I am doing very, very well. Episode 50. They said it couldn't be done. They said we weren't going to make it. We said all and that. We, we did it. Huh? We said all that. We, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's very true. The we is definitely us. I thought Apex would have destroyed this friendship long ago, but it's it's endured through, mate. We got here. We got to 50. Maybe, Will we maybe, make it to 100? Maybe next week it'll be destroyed. It'll implode. Hey, we solid year. <laughs> we got a solid year. <laughs> we'll take it. Cash it in. So, we've just had a crazy, I don't know, not so good, not so bad week of E3. It was a bit of a... It was a bit of a mixed barrel, really. It had some stuff that hit really hard and some stuff that just floundered and some, some stuff that did a bit of both. Um, so that's what we're going to be talking about this week. We're just going to go into everything that happened in E3, um, all the conferences, who needs to really have conferences, who should really stop doing conferences, and what we would like to see next year before moving into... Basically, our, our, our favorite games of the show, the move into a special announcement at the end, and then we're going to end it. But we're doing this live right now over on Twitch, so if we start laughing or we start randomly talking to people that you don't hear, it's, we're, we're obviously talking to chat, just like, hello, Rahman. Um, <laughs> he's being a smart ass in the chat. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's going to be the show for this week. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, Jack, do you want to kick us off? Off. Yeah, well, I, I think I think we need to start by by making something clear. If we if we say anything negative about E three this year, I think it just needs to be said up front at the start of the show. Is like it was far better than last year's events. Like, oh yeah, in terms of doing online events and and all that, um, we are grateful it exists. Definitely grateful. Um, yeah. So yeah, I really just wanted to start with that. To be completely honest, yeah, um, that's fair. I think like, next- it felt normal in a way, but mm. it still didn't feel right. Yeah, yeah, definitely, I think. Definitely. Um, so I think you know, just going on from last week's show, we should probably recap Nintendo a little bit. I feel like that was the only one, only major one that we sort of missed. Yes, I have that here. All right, so Nintendo, their E3 presentation was pretty fucking lit. I'm not gonna lie, Excellent. it was another presentation that was just for me, and I loved every minute of it. I have a list here. It's not. I don't think it's in order at all. Uh, and there's actually stuff that's been left off, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hit it with like the important stuff because most of the important stuff's here. But we finally know who our second last Smash character is, and it is a really weird choice. It's a Tekken character. Okay. And uh, God, his name is blanking right now. It's like uh, Kazuma or Kaguya or whatever the name is. He's, he's Jin's father. I was a, I'm a Jin main. I don't play his dad. I don't like his dad at all. Uh, but yeah, he is joining. Uh, and and that's really cool. I wasn't really expecting a Tekken character to be joining because we already had Street Fighter in there, which was like such a major what the fuck moment. Um, so there's no Tekken yeah. characters in already. No, is it, is no. It, this was so left field. Does the community now? I'm not a big Smash player, so so forgive me. But does the community consider it a cop out when a fighting game character is added? I think it's expected that fighting game characters are added. Okay, yeah. That's cool. always been the Makes feel. Sense. Like, you expect a fighting game character to be added, but, like, when you get stuff like uh, like Steve from Minecraft, that's when you get the reactions of, like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, it was cool that Ryu was added, and everyone was like, oh, that's awesome, but it made sense. 
just like it's really cool that adding that second character but in in a way it makes sense and it kind of makes me think that like the last character is going to be like a balls to the wall what the fuck moment which I'm very excited for I need that in my life I need it to be amazing um yeah we now know who the second to last character is there is a presentation from uh uh from Nintendo at the end of the month I'm trying to remember the date I think it's like the 28th or the 26th where they're going to go in depth on the character um, and yeah, breaking and apart all of his moves. They usually release them not long after that, right? Yeah, not long at all. I think this will be pretty quick. I think we're going to get, like, they're going to release him, bang him out, and then when Gamescom comes around, we're probably going to find out who the last one is. If not Gamescom, it'll be the Game Awards will be where we see the final yeah. character being added to Smash. And then I don't know. I don't know if they're going to add more or, I, or if they're going to cap it off there and then maybe start working on another one because every Smash now since, like, Wii has been sort of like that, like, this is the last smash. You know, Sucker, I can't work on anymore. Okay, he's dying. Like, this man has been sent to hospital from working on these games. You know what I mean? Like, he he gives it 100%. And, and, and it's basically killing him now. So, if we get another smash, that'd be awesome. Um, if we don't, I understand. But selfishly, I really want another smash. Um, yeah, that was the first thing we've seen. And then it was just banger after banger of announcement like we got stuff like Kakarot Dragon Ball Z Kakarot a whole bunch of ports getting put to Switch that I just never thought would ever come to Switch kind of makes it seem like these ports would only be possible with the power of a Nintendo Switch Pro that wasn't announced so who knows maybe did um maybe uh did I read correctly that Guardians of the Galaxy is coming to Switch yes uh, the cloud version the what the cloud version the cloud version so you can stream it it's not oh, physical. That, okay, that, that explains why it's not really, like, everywhere, I guess. Yeah, yeah it's the same as, like, uh, Control was the cloud version, Resi 7 when it came to Switch was the cloud version. So, Creed, maybe, by memory? Yeah, Assassin's Creed was as well. I just think it's cool. Like, this just, like, they're really pushing this Guardians game. For, like, it to get a cloud version for Switch, like, that's... I, I've said it on last week's episode, I've said it all week, and I'm going to say it again. It's just a fucking game, and I'm so happy about that. Oh, yeah, I'm very excited. I'm super excited for it. We're definitely going to be talking about it later on. So we'll save our thoughts for that later on. Hold on to it. Um, And another game I'm going to be talking about later on, so I'm not going to go too into it now. Uh, But it is a game that made me just so excited when when it happened, was Metroid Dread. This game, when it got announced at the Direct, you can go watch the reactions. I lose my shit. I accidentally hit Jordan a few times. I was that excited. I grabbed a hold of him. I couldn't I couldn't control myself. So I'm super excited Metroid Dread. A previously cancelled Metroid game has been brought back to life and is coming to the Nintendo Switch to sort of like tide us over until we finally get Metroid Prime 4. Very excited about that. Uh, we got a WarioWare game announced. That's going to be a lot of fun. Advance Wars Reboot Camp. So Advance Wars 1 and 2 are coming physically to the Nintendo Switch. It has the first two Advance Wars games campaigns, and it's coming on the 3rd of December. Have you ever played Advance Wars? I've never heard of it. It is a super awesome... It was a Game Boy game back in the day. It was like a super awesome like army versus army tactical grid game, and it was one of my favorite favorite Game Boy games. Wait, sort of like the Tanks games or whatever, or Super Bomber? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, righto. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, it is I'm interested. Awesome. Yeah, right. It's awesome. It. And I think it's like... I think it's like 40 bucks. So it's like you're getting both games f- like for like 20 bucks, which is pretty pretty cool. Um, oh, this one is a good one. This is a PAX game if ever I've seen one. Strap yourself in, mate. Mario Party Superstars is coming. 
Okay, and it's bringing back classic boards and mini games from across the series, and it drops on the Switch on the 29th of October. I just don't, I just don't think I like Mario Party that much. No one likes Mario Party, okay, <laughs> but we play Mario Party. You know <laughs> what I mean? That's what I mean. It's like a if, game. If, if there's three people in front of me playing Mario Party and there's a spot, I mean, I've got to take the spot. But I'm never exactly, the one instigating the having a game. That's me. I'm always the one that's like, "Hey, well, let's play Mario Party." You know, if I see everybody getting along just a little bit too well, I'm like, "Put in Mario Party. Let's break <laughs> up this party." You know what I mean? Let's break these people up. Something interesting is you can play it online. So, like, that. and you can play it completely on the console. You don't need motion controls, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, you yeah, can. I like click, that. Uh, inclusive. I like that a lot. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think it's good because ninety nine percent of what's in this game never worked with motion controls in the first place like it's all like real classic stuff and old stuff so it makes sense to sort of like try and keep it within the realm of the controller um, which I appreciate uh, but yeah I'm very excited for that one who knows how long Nintendo's going to sell it they'll probably sell it for 5 minutes and then take it off the shelf uh, Switch exclusive Shin Megami Tensei 5 got a new trailer and it's coming on the 12th of November and I couldn't be more excited do you know what Shin Megami Tensei is? It's a way darker version of Persona. So, you know Persona? A little bit. Persona comes from Shin Megami Tensei. Oh, right. Okay. So, yeah. So, back in the day, Persona was called Shin Megami Tensei Persona. Like, it was an offshoot of this main series. And then Persona got so popular that they were kind of like, oh, let's make spin-offs of Shin Megami Tensei and focus directly on... Persona, and it, this is the fifth Shin Megami Tensei game, and it's finally coming out, and people are super excited, and How I'm long super hyped. Last one? Long time. I don't okay. actually know exactly, but a long time. A lot of the Shin Megami Tensei games we've been gotten have come to like Vita and 3DS, and they've just had that sort of like off-brand, offshoot sort of stuff going on. They're like all amazing games. Let me preface by saying that I haven't played one that I haven't liked, so that's good. And I love the Persona games, but it's kind of nice to see that like it's coming back. Switch exclusive looks amazing. When it first, when the trailer first started, I'm like, oh my god, is that Persona two? No, is that Persona three? And then I'm like, oh my god, we're finally seeing it. We're finally seeing it. And I could, and when I seen the release, that I'm like, oh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Um, Life is Strange is coming to the Switch for the first time. Uh, it's coming in a massive pack. Wasn't that published by Xbox? Maybe not. Uh, maybe it's just released on Xbox first. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think it, I, I don't think so cool. because it's coming to everywhere. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, sweet. But uh, yeah, we're, we're getting the remastered collection and True Colors. It's all coming to the Switch. And let me just say, thank God, these games to me 100% perfect for Switch. Mm. They've got that telltale feel. They're really great to play in short bursts because, like, the original game, and I'm pretty sure before the storm were episodic and I think True Colors is the first one in the series that isn't episodic it's just something you can play all the way through so that's awesome I'm really excited for that but Life is Strange for me was always that really good like 5 minutes here 20 minutes here episode here it was really really good at that and, and I'm glad that it's coming to to the Switch here's one that no one's gonna fucking know unless you're like a super weeb like me oh, nearly burped sorry I'm drinking tonight everybody it's a 50th episode leave me alone Dangan Romper. Do you know what Danganronpa is? 
Danganronpa is an amazing Japanese game. So basically, let me set the scene. I've been waiting to talk about Danganronpa on this show for quite some time. And by God, mate, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to sit back and I'm going to enjoy. Okay. They're doing a Danganronpa collection that has like one, two, three, and a new spin-off game called S, Ultimate Summer Camp. Uh, so it's got Trigger Happy Havoc, Danganronpa 2, Goodbye Despair, and Danganronpa V3 Killing Harmony. What this game is, okay... I'll just go over the first game and I won't spoil the rest. But basically, you're a whole bunch of high school school students locked inside of a high school. All right, you and all of your classmates have to try and get out of the high, uh, out of the school, but you can only progress to the next floor after one of the schoolmates has died. You then need to figure out who killed that person before you can all progress to the next floor. Well, that's just like over and, and over. Yeah, and then the 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 best student will make it out. And it's so fucking good. So basically you play as like, there is a, like a set character. It's not like you play your own character, but you play as a character and each floor you'll get a sort of like introduction. You get to go around and talk to everybody. Then someone will die. You then need to investigate their death. You'll walk around, you'll find clues, you'll put stuff together. Then you and the rest of your classmates are put into like a trial and it's you against everybody else. They're trying to get out of being the murderer where you're actually trying to figure out who it is. So you'll someone will say something and if you have uh, like evidence that contradicts what they're saying, you have the opportunity to... It's very much in depth, but like there's like this bullet system. It's hard to explain, but you can use a bullet to like contradict what they're saying and be like, no, that's not true. Bang. And then you've got the evidence that contradicts what they're saying, which makes them look more guilty. But here's the fun part. Sometimes you waste bullets by contradicting people that are innocent and it will make them look more guilty. So it's up to you to really determine who is wrong. And if you get it wrong, I'm pretty sure how it worked was if you got it wrong, everybody died. So you have so to get it right. Like restarted in that sense. I can't remember. I like uh, like it's been so long since I played Danganronpa like the first one. And like, if you guys really want to get an idea of what this is, there's actually an anime. It's only like 13 episodes long, but it basically covers the first game. And that's really good. Like definitely watch it. But I'm really glad that this is coming to, um, to Switch. Like it yeah. makes sense. I'm glad it's coming. Uh, Ropper, great game. Oh. Um, yeah, then we got a whole bunch of release dates. We, uh, we got to see more of Mario Golf Super Rush. Very exciting. Very, very exciting. Man, I cannot wait. I'm like, very uh, excited. Was it next Friday, I think it is. Yeah. Um, and you know what else is coming next Friday to the Switch? No. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 is coming to the yeah, Switch. Right. Perfect, right? That feels like a perfect game for Switch as well, you know what I mean? It just feels right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, maybe that's the way to go. This day, this might be it. Uh, Worms Rumble is coming on the 23rd. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, which Wait, shocks Worms me that Rumble it's coming to Switch. Is out? Uh, it's 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 yeah. It's coming on the twenty third to uh, of June to the Switch. Means it must be out and everything. I've missed that game. I love worms. Yeah, I love worms so much. Well, it's good. It's like th- it's like thirty bucks. It's super cheap. Nice. Um. Uh, Just Dance twenty twenty two comes on the fourth of November, and we got another look at Two Point Campus. Um, Project Zero Maiden of Blackwater. It doesn't have a release date, but it's going to come to the Switch sometime this year. Um, Doom Eternal's DLC, The Ancient Gods Part 1, launched directly after the show, as did the game Stranger Brigade. That launched right after the show. Uh, an arcade game called Cruise and Blast uh, comes to the Switch this autumn. Uh, and a game that is a, ter- a turn-based game called Astria Ascending. 
that coming on that's coming on the 30th of September. We got another look at Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope, which I have to say just gets me so excited. Like I remember when that was announced, that was such a weird crossover, but then the game came out and it was amazing. So now knowing that it's a proven concept gets me so excited for the sequel. They're going to space, they're adding new characters, they're adding new mechanics. I'm 100% behind it. Um, Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania that's coming on the 5th of October. Um, Okay. Okay. Then we got into the Zelda portion. Okay. Um... Uh, so we, we got there and they were kind of like, they kind of cock teased me a bit and it was like, oh my God, it's Breath of the Wild 2. No, it turned out that the first trailer was for Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. It's for their first expansion pass. Basically, they were like, we're now moving into the final section of the show. And I was like, yes. And they're like, let's talk about some Zelda. And I'm like, yes. And then it was that trailer. And I was like, no, <laughs> I was like, I was checking how long it went for. I'm like, wait, there's still eight minutes left. Come on, hit us with something good. Uh, so basically we got another look at Skyward Sword HD, which is coming out on the 16th of July. I'm very excited for that. And then we got a look at a, a new handheld that wasn't a Switch Pro. It is a Zelda handheld, a Game & Watch for the anniversary of The Legend of Zelda. How many of those things do you have? On pre-order? Just, yeah, in total. At the moment? How many gaming watches do you own, Kyle? Well, it's only one per person, so three. Okay. (laughs) If I decide to make another account, it'll be four. Mate, I love my Zelda. (laughs) Leave me. (laughs) I fucking love it. Dude, it's so good. It's got... Zelda 1, Zelda 2, and Link's Awakening. And it's also got uh, an old Game & Watch game. And it's a clock. And it's a clock. I mean, you got to be able to tell the time, right? That's right. That's what they were all... That was their big thing back in the day. That was the, the draw of the Game & Watch. was like, they sold it as a watch. That was their main draw. Because they weren't really into like video games then. They were still that card company. They were like, hey, we need to capitalize oh, on video right, games. Of course, of course, yeah. But yeah, they sold them as clocks... Because then they could get around something to do with like uh, something to do with video games back in the day that they were trying to get around. So they sold it as a clock so they could sell it. So is the is, I'm actually going to look it up. So the Game and Watch that they're releasing yep. now is it actually a, a watch still? It's it's so it's like a little like hang on a second, hang on one minute. <laughs> you won't be too far away. Okay, so here's the Mario Game & Watch. So what it is, is it's like a little handheld. Okay, so it's not it's not a physical watch, per se. No, so later on, so, so later on, they had these sort of like square clocks that you could set up on your desk, but they were right. also a game. And then they, ha- they had so many, like these things were massive. By the way, I'm going to do an unboxing of this, people, so subscribe to the YouTube channel. Nice. Um, it's but probably yeah, still like- more useful than an Android Wear watch, so... Credit where credit is due. Hey, yeah, like these things actually tell time, but I'm bummed. Um, yeah, so these things are super cool. I, I like that they're doing a Zelda one, but now that they've done a Mario one, which I was like, makes sense. They're touching on their roots, but they're also, you know, giving us some Mario. The Zelda one was so left field. Did not see it coming. I was like, it's kind of cool. Now in the back of my mind, I'm like, when do I get my Metroid one? You know what I mean? Like, where's my Donkey Kong one? Like, they got to keep doing them, right? Like, they can't stop now. They, they'll keep doing them. I really want them to keep doing them. And that's just me being selfish. Because like, they're so cool. Well, for 80 bucks, I'm sure they'll keep making them. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I know that sounds like a lot, but like with the price of uh, with the price of games on the secondhand market, Zelda one expensive, Zelda two you don't find. Link's Awakening they literally just did a remake last year, so no one's really looking for that anymore. But that was a hot commodity when they were doing the Link's Awakening remake on the Switch last year or so, this year. So was it this year? So in a way, that's sort of like relieving the secondhand market a bit in that sense. Absolutely, this is a way to play these games in full for like like 80 bucks and you're getting three full Zelda games plus a clock plus they're reworking an original Game & Watch game to incorporate The Legend of Zelda so it's it's people are going to look at that and go oh it's like an expensive piece of plastic but if you really look at what you're getting it's not a bad deal it's actually pretty cool um, considering I'm pretty sure the Mario Game & Watch is um, not as many games yeah so the Mario Game & Watch has Super Mario Bros. And it has Super Mario Bros. 2, which in Japan was called The Lost Levels. Um, or it was The Lost Levels in the States. Plus it has the, the game ball and it has the time. So you're already getting more for the same price with the Zelda Game & Watch. Which I think is cool. Plus it's just a cool... It's such a cool anniversary item in my opinion. Because it doesn't just touch on the franchise you're you're sort of celebrating. It's also touching on Nintendo's history, which is something that I, I think is really cool. Um, so yeah, like I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it, but I'm probably the only one and that's fine. Um, but I'm excited. <clears throat> you're 300% excited. No, that's I'm, I'm, mate, this Nintendo Direct got me so hyped, okay? I was so ready. Okay. Um, and then, oh, mate. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Okay. And then we got a look at a new trailer for... Now, it's not... The, okay. So, originally, they, they had it down as Breath of the Wild 2. Now, it is just referred to as the sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. We got a trailer. We got a teaser trailer for that game. We went into this not thinking... Well, I honestly didn't think we were going to see Breath of the Wild. Now, I feel like we have such a good idea of what this game is going to be. I was I was like, how are they going to mix it up? They literally just give us all of Hyrule. What are they going to do? We got a trailer showing so much, like so much. So basically, from what we can tell, Link's losing an arm and the Sheikah Slate is being replaced by what I assume is going to be called the Sheikah Arm. So now he can use his abilities directly from his arm. He no longer requires to pull out the tablet and That's then awesome. put the tablet away. He can just That's use so his abilities. That is going to spice combat up to 100%. Now I also know why we're getting Skyward Sword HD. Because it looks like they're incorporating a lot of Skyward Sword into Breath of the Wild 2. Because you are now going to have the ability to explore floating islands that are above Hyrule. Like, a whole bunch of Hyrule is now floating above what we've been playing on in Breath of the Wild. So... I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Got another look at Zelda. Got another look at some characters, some weapons, some combat. Like, it's like, I think it's like a minute and 45 seconds or a minute and 40 seconds. But we got so much in there that just got me hyped to another level that I don't want to see anymore. I'm hyped. I'm sufficiently hyped. You guys don't have to show me a fucking thing. All right. We can go to E3 next year and you guys can be like, here's a gameplay trailer. I'm going to go. That looks awesome. I'm ready to play. When's it coming out? You know what I mean? I'm ready. 
Oh, one hundred percent. If before I was kind of like excited, now I'm hyped. There's nothing to better than getting to that point, honestly. Oh, so good, so good. Especially when you can trust it as well. Like it's not. Mm. It's, it's very unlikely that Nintendo's going to release this game. It's going to be shit. Yeah, no, or, yeah, or, like, or anything like that. Like, very unlikely. They've made a point of not showing it. Like mm. they could have shown it earlier, but obviously COVID's had a bit of an impact, which is expected. Um, Especially and Japan. they haven't really like, I don't, talked I don't, about it. I don't think in general Japan's like was set up for work at home at all. I'm not saying anywhere else was, but oh, no, um, no way. I think I think they've struggled through it a little bit, so that's fair. Hundred mm. percent. But I am very very hot. So this, and then the show, show ended, and I cried. Sell them. I know. Twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. It's not bad. It's not bad. Decent that episode of most shows. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's been um, an emotion. So, what does this show get on our ranking of uh, S, A, B, C, D? Oh, uh, S plus. S plus. S plus. Yep. So I can't remember what we gave the Xbox show, but S plus. What's so? What's your show of E three? I guess. Four. That's a hard question. That's a hard one. Um, if you want me to come back to that again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll come back to that one. Let's get a note down here. Um, that I need to come back. Well, I'm excited here as a big show because there was a bit of speak on Twitter. Like people were worried it was being overhyped. People, people weren't sure. Um, you know, I think some people were expecting a lot, a lot, a lot, like way more than you even just said. But I, it sounds like a solid, yeah, solid show. Like if I if I had gone in with, I went in with tempered expectations for that reason because I I, I didn't go in expecting the world. So what I got just made me so happy, like yeah. so so happy. Like it just it hit it hit right, which was which was very exciting. Did you watch the extended Xbox showcase? No, no. I've only I've only watched twenty minutes, half hour of it. To be honest, yep. Um, and of that twenty minutes, it? half hour of I've watched, it looks great. Like I I think oh, really? what what it now again. I've only watched a sixth of it, so just keep that in mind but from what I've watched it really seems like they've taken an E3 show they've removed all the developer stuff and they've split the two they've split the the games the trailers the the minute to minute cool stuff I guess into the first show got everyone excited then the people that want all that stuff that's usually filtered in with developer interviews and all that sort of stuff they've just packed it into a two hour show um so oh wow that's clever yeah and so like part of what I've seen so far is about Hellblade 2 and it looks yep. phenomenal like oh really jaw dropping but like is all they really showed off is like they explained how the developers have spent this time um like for instance all the and so the the lead actress she's been learning how to fight for two years in anticipation of of shooting all the animators have also had to learn how to fight that way they animate better um the the costumes like all the um what they're wearing in the game they're all from like ancient iceland or whatever so they've actually created the outfits in real life and they're scanning them into the game for realism they're not just creating them in the game like it seems like because i think it's fair to say the first game was a fairly like it wasn't a high budget game by any means the quality was top absolute top echelon of gaming of quality in my opinion but um, it's looking like number two is going to be like whether it's a good game or not. I mean, I, I can't I can't tell you, but it's going to be 
very accurate and very um, very deliberate and uh, very high detail and quality, I think. So whether it's fun or not, who knows? But um, that was the sort of thing that was in this showcase. So I think it was very wise. Like if there's nothing to show of Hellblade 2, which does not look... Like apparently they're just working on a slice of the game, getting that to the point where they want, and then they'll go make the rest of the game. I don't know mm. if that's how games are normally made. I've got no idea, but um, I think it was a wise choice not to show it at the showcase, um, even though it was missed. But yeah, then this extended extended showcase appears to have a lot of that sort of stuff. So I, I probably will go back and watch it. To be honest with you, um, hopefully I can report on that on next week's show. But in terms of like ranking it against the other E three shows, I dare say it'll rank high. But it's not. I wouldn't really consider it like a, a conference like the rest. Well, that's okay. Half of them that called themselves a conference this year, I wouldn't consider a conference. Well, that's what I mean. I still think it'll make top four or five. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's so I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping what Xbox has done really sets the uh, the the bar for E3. To be honest, like I'm not I'm not saying it was. It's one of the best conferences I've ever watched. But you know, people may disagree if their favorite games from a different publisher, of course, or whatever. But I hope this sort of sets a, a bit of a bar um, going forward. As I said, yeah, for sure. For sure. Do we want to talk a little uh, favorite games of the show? Sure. Do you, you wanna... start. Pardon? <laughs> you start. You I'm start. interested. I'm All interested. Right. Well, I've got seven written down. I've got seven games written down. So cool. I'll, I might just start. I don't know if it's in this order, but I'll just start at the top of the list. And I've written Contraband first. Because I cannot stop thinking about that goddamn game. That's like, right. are these people not making Just Cause and they're making Contraband instead? Like, this game's going to be huge then. Because, like, Just Cause is like... What they do with Just Cause in two years is incredible. Like, the level of detail, the the world. I, I know a lot of it's in the engine, of course, some of that stuff. But they, they craft that. Um, so, them doing a 1970s bloody heist game... I'm so pumped. So pumped. And I really can't stop thinking about it. I'm glad you're excited, man. Well, I just... I was thinking about this the other day. Like, anything to do with heist is often cool. Like, Ant-Man or, like, the heist in Fast and Furious. Like... Endgame? Yeah. (laughs) The time heist, of course. Heist... The ultimate heist. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So, heists are cool. And I hope this game's cool. It looks cool. The vibe is cool. And I cannot stop thinking about it. I'm going to champion the fuck out of this game. Nice. Nice. I will uh, leave it there, though, because they didn't show much, so that's about all I can say. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. So you want one from me now? Yes, please. Guardians of the Galaxy. I just have to hit on this again. This game, I've, like... Okay, Square Enix show, absolute trash. What they should have done was just show this game because they showed so much. We got gameplay. We got a rundown. We got a perfect look at everything. We got an understanding of what this game is going to be. More than we could ask for. Exactly. I think the thing that excites me so much is is as I keep saying this and I say to everyone, it is a 360 game on speed, on on cocaine. Like, this thing is, like, going to be just... So hyped up. The only thing that can make this better is if I didn't have to wait for it to download when I put the disc in. Like, honestly, this calls back so much to, like, all those games from back in the day where it wasn't a live service. It wasn't multiplayer focused. It it was just a gamer's game. You know what I mean? Like, 
like another game that sort of has reminded me of that in the last man this is literally showing what kind of gamer I am this reminds me a lot of Spider-Man on the PS4 where it's not focused on multiplayer it's focused on you sitting back and enjoying a story and when that story's done you have a world to play in and I kind of feel like Guardians is going to be somewhat down that track I don't know exactly how like the overall game is going to work per se like it doesn't feel like it has like a hub world but it sort of does like I kind of feel like this is going to go one of two ways, right? We're going to go planet jumping or that planet that we land on in the, that that planet they land on is the only planet they're on because a lot of the gameplay we've seen, the infrastructure, the enemy type are all centered around this one planet. So that's kind of interesting for a, a game so centered around space and travel. I'll be very interested to see if we stay on one planet, but I'm super excited to play as Peter Quill I think all the Guardians sort of vibe really well. I like them all as, as characters. I think they're super cool. Um, I like that we only play as one Guardian and control the other Guardians with button prompts. I think that's great. Uh, I love that this game incorporates licensed music. Yeah. I love that. Like, it just... It wouldn't feel right if we didn't have those bangers from, like, the 70s and the 80s. Like, it just would not feel right. So, I'm kind of... I'm kind of super happy that that's incorporated. But, like, I think we've seen enough of it now. And this game is dropping soon, like October 26th or 29th. So I'm glad we've seen as much as we did because I feel like if we'd seen less, I'd be trepidatious. But we've seen, in my opinion, the perfect amount to understand what this game is. So I am ready for it to drop. I don't need another trailer. I just need this game. I need to sit down. I need to play it. I want to play the hell out of it. I pre-ordered it. I'm very excited. Let's go, Guardians. I'm excited as hell. So... The thing you said about planets is quite interesting. Like that sort of makes me think back to, um, like Ratchet and Clank, uh, especially Ratchet and Clank Guard. Uh, what was it? Good Ratchet lot. and Clank Gladiator. Gladiator, I think it was. Where you sort of oh, just yeah. go from planet to planet or whatever. Um, uh, it is a linear experience, though, right? It's not an open world game. No, it's not open world. But like, yeah, the Ratchet and Clank feel is what I'm. I'm kind of like thinking this game could be like. But if not, I'm not opposed to this entire game taking place on this one planet and following this one story, following this story of them for a couple of days, you know what I mean? And then that's the game. Like, I'm fine with that because we haven't had games like that in a long time. Absolutely. And then, yeah, leaves room for sequels to branch, like to give us that Ratchet and Clank planet to planet sort of feel. Like, and that could work. Like, there are stories that can be crafted around the Guardians that would work that way. And Mm. I'm excited... For this, I hope this game is good and I hope it does well so we can see games like that come out. Because this live service shit just isn't working anymore. And I think when Square Onyx seems to be experimenting, like it's good to see just an old school game. Yeah, absolutely. Well, no, nobody else seems to be doing it. Everyone's running down that path of the Destiny. Like, I don't blame Destiny for starting it. They didn't really start it, but it's just the example I have in my head. The Destiny formula. Content drops not massive content drops but you get content drops every month and then you'll get a massive expansion once a year and it's enemy types you've already fought just in different ways like Avengers is doing the same thing like we did get a look at the Wakanda expansion and it looks like there's brand new enemy types and and an interesting story but they really didn't show enough for us to even really think about getting excited for it which is pretty disappointing Um, I expected more and I didn't get it so I'm just going to have to get over it but um, yeah, I, I'm glad a game like Guardians exists. 
right at the start of the new generation. Because for me, that could set the precedent for games going forward, and this gen could be a return to form for single-player story-driven experiences and games. Not every game... When you hear single-player experience, not every game needs to be God of War or The Last of Us Part Two. This Guardians of the Galaxy game just looks like dumb, stupid fun, and I'm 100% on board. I'm going into this knowing it's a solid six or seven, but imagine if it was an eight or a nine. Like, that would just be such a great, great, great experience. And I'm, I'm pumped for it. I really am. Kind of, I'm kind of hoping, like, Game Pass will give us more games at this level, to be honest. Mm. Um, especially, like, it does seem, with, like, some of the studios Microsoft have purchased, it does seem, you know, they'll, they'll be able to take a game that's, like, less than the Guardians and bring it to the Guardians quality, no problem. Yeah. Um, so we'll, well see how well, we go. When you really look at the games that are going to be coming from Xbox, they're definitely towing that single-player game. Like, Perfect Dark. We'll most likely have a multiplayer mode, but I that's going to have a killer single player. Although I you think hope it hasn't got multiplayer. Well, I think it, I think it might based on the type of game it is, but I, I want to see some big non-multiplayer games. Fable will one hundred percent not be multiplayer. Yeah, that will be a point. single player. Like, yeah, I want no co-op in that game. I want no multiplayer. And I want to see the game, and it might be hard with Game Pass because they, you know, want to might want to try and squeeze a few dollars out, I guess, but. A game that you buy or you get in Game Pass, and it's it. Like it, the, from start to finish, like it's just a complete package. Black Guardians is, um, you know, as opposed to Forza Horizon Five, where it's like an amazing, great package has been released, and then for an extra sixty bucks you can get. It. And it's like, oh yeah, that, that, that's fine. Like it's hard to be mad about it, but you know, you can tell the difference. Um, well, I think with a game like Forza, they they kind of have to do that because it must be an expensive dropping game, that right? in games. It's fucking expensive. All like, cars, imagine licensing all those cars. Yeah. And the license. So, like, dropping that... Yeah. Dropping that extra addition with the extra cars will kind it, of yeah. counteract that just dropping in Games Pass. Yeah. But games like Fable, they should be a full package in Games Pass. Just go for it. Go I, run. I think go, Fable will drop and be very... Um, like, people will want to play it. Whether it's good or not, who knows. I, but I think... I think... Uh, what's that other game they'll... Uh, Avowed? Is that the game? I think that's going to slam on the ground when it comes in. I think it's going yeah. to make some noise. Whether it's good or not, again, I hope. Knows? I hope to God that hasn't got any multiplayer element. I'm sick of all these games needing multiplayer. You know what I mean? I feel like you should focus on the experience I can have on my own before you start adding in my friends, which is what games haven't done for a long time. So I'm, I'm, that's why Guardians it's, excites me so much. Because it's my least, least favourite line is when they're like, and you can play it with your friends or alone. It's like... Mm. You say that, you say that, but yeah. it's a pile of steam and shit without a few buddies. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot out there that's a pile of steam and shit with or without friends. Like, it's, it's, yeah. yeah. It's, well, I mean, yeah. it's fine. That's it, why. It, it, the gaming industry is big enough to accommodate it all, but it just seemed like for a while then it was heading one direction and it seems to be balancing a little bit, tingling. but we'll see how we go, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, that's why Guardians excites me. I'm glad to see a game how, like that existing. With, with Guardians, just quickly, how do you feel about a pre-order bonus being a prequel comic book? Um, makes sense. Based on a comic book license, so... Yeah, just, it being a pre-order bonus feels a bit shitty, but... Like, if it's story that's relevant, it's like, ah, that's a shame. Especially when it's such a complete package, but... You know, it's, maybe it's four pages. It'll be like... It'll be like, um... So when it, when Marvel's Avengers was coming out, they did um, they did comic books 
for each individual hero. So there was a Captain America, there was a Thor, there was an Iron Man, there was a Black Widow, um, there was a Hulk. They all had a comic book that tied into explaining these characters. Basically tied into like a story about them that's sort of like also tied into the game. So for example, the Black Widow comic was about Black Widow uh, training with some guy who then turned out to be Taskmaster, which tied into the first fight of the game. And all of these comics sort of tied into... Yeah, it's not necessary, but it adds to the world. And I remember Marvel's Avengers, the Iron Man comic was a pre-order bonus, which released, but then also released, I think, like, a few weeks later on comic book services on, like, Lion and stuff like that. So hopefully this stuff isn't, like, tied away, but it makes sense. I feel like, this might just be me, that's a Marvel thing. Like, that's Marvel saying, hey, pre-order bonus. comic like yeah like we want to sell comics that's why these games exist these games exist to sell people on comics and movies the movies exist to sell people on comics and games and the comics exist just to make a billion dollars like that's all they exist for um so it makes sense i feel like marvel would be like hey pre-order bonus this um and they're like yeah sure that'll do but everything else looks great different costumes different music all that fun stuff you can get with the deluxe edition and stuff like that so that's pretty mm. cool yeah I'm interested in that uh, that was number 6 on my list so I'll mark that one off um, oh sorry I did not mean to steal no not at all I'm glad you did because um, we we are, we are spending a lot more time talking about E3 than we thought we would we just can't help <laughs> I'm sorry it's just so I'm sorry everybody no, no it's good it's good um, I mean, I just want to touch on Halo. I think I, I said a lot of what I have to had to say last Monday, but um, yeah, it's been a few days since that reveal. There's been a bit more information revealed since then. Oh, and that multiplayer breakdown! Ooh, so exciting, man! I don't, I don't, I haven't seen any negativity. And if, nope. and if you have, it's either. not someone from the community. It's someone just. You know, I've seen a lot of um, yeah PlayStation people being like, "It looks like a PS2 game," and it's like, "Okay, well, we know why you're saying that." Yeah, but, but um, it's, like, yeah. It, it's so good to see everyone happy. I mean, yeah. again, and I, I know I've said it many times tonight. Whether the game's good or not, we'll have to wait and see. Who knows? But fuck, man, it looks good. It looks good. It feels good. It feels right. The vibes are good. The community's happy people aren't arguing with each other they're actually just you know they're talking about what they're going to do or try to do or well, I wonder if the engine will let me do this or the physics do that like people are inquisitive they're interested and and in terms of story like everyone seems alright everyone seems yeah. alright like whether, yeah. whether, you, whether you're like me and wish it didn't get to this point where they had to do this sure I wish things went differently years ago but if they can pull this off I'm happy to forget happy to forget it all just want a good Halo game again you know what I mean it's been too long it's fair it's fair like, it's 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 been it's been a decade, so um, I'm really I'm really just happy about it. You know what I mean? So That's fair, yeah. Time will tell. I'm hoping I'm hoping we get a little bit more information before it releases. Just like I don't want it to be like forgotten. You know what I mean? Like it, this this season's already looking pretty noisy. Like I, I hope they do some sort of uh, bit more of a reveal. I, I really what I really want. I don't know. I'm repeating myself again. I just want them to redo that July showcase from last year. Just redo it. Show us what it looks like now. I think I think that would yeah. Because like even yesterday, like I've noticed more problems with that July showcase. Like it just every time I watch it, it just looks worse and worse. But um, they seem to have fixed most of the issues, so that's great. Um, so I was just yeah. There. It looks astronomically better than it did last year, which is great. Mm. Which is props to them for having the balls to delay a game like Halo and make it better. 
and that's yeah that's really really good absolutely yeah, I'm, I'm super hyped for Halo Infinite as well um, good to hear but yeah that'll be that'll definitely be a discussion going forward for sure um, what is a game okay Metroid Dread I am 100% sold on it's a combination of uh, so Metroid Dread is a cancelled game from 2005 that was like oh you said that earlier dis- didn't you cancelled I think I might yeah. have said that it is described it was described back in the day as like a Metroid horror game which people are like that's cool and then it got leaked back in the day and then it was cancelled months after it was leaked and it's back and it's it's it looks so good. It's incorporating moves and uh, you could basically call this a sequel to the 3DS game Samus Returns, Metroid Samus Returns, which was a remake of Metroid Two, I believe. This game just takes all the new stuff that was put in that game and dials it up to a hundred, and introducing these new enemy types. I forget what they're called. They're called like uh, Ellie's or something like that. I, I think they're called. They're basically like. They're littered all over the place, it seems. But I haven't, I didn't watch the gameplay for Treehouse. I went to bed. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but I will watch it eventually. I'm so um, happy to hear that. That I went to bed. Yeah. Good. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, they're basically like Mr. X's from Resident Evil. They're like hunting down Samus. And when they get eyes on her, they chase her the fuck down. And the, the new suit looks amazing. I'm 100% behind all of it. The amiibo looks so cool. The fucking oh the the everything about it just gets me so excited. I'm ready for more Metroid. I'm so ready. So this is going to be a great little uh, little uh, entree before the uh, appetizer for Americans before the uh, the main meal, which will be prime for. Do you, in, in your opinion, do you think yes. this was in development before or after the Metroid Four developer changed? After. Yeah, so it is literally designed just to sort of fill the void. Yeah, I feel like they were like, we need to delay this. People want Metroid. What's in the bin? Dread's in the bin. Get it out. <laughs> like, we're, we're pulling I'm it out. Of, like... But here's what's super cool. The thing that runs through my mind, right, is if Nintendo were willing to pull out a game they cancelled in 2005, what else have they cancelled that they can pull out of the woodwork that they think they can make work on the Switch? Mario Kart you, know what I mean? you know what I mean? Yeah, get it. Where the fuck was that? <laughs> Where was that? I wanted that so bad. Oh, Mario oh, Kart. Man. From DS back, is that what it was? Mario Kart Six. Uh, yes, it yes, was before the 3DS. Oh uh, yeah, it was six because yeah. the one on on the DS was seven, and then we got eight on the Wii U, and then uh, nine will be coming. It better fucking come. And it better have. Oh, I would love to see him do like a, a Master Chief collection, like every map, every single map. Kind of like how Mario Party Superstars is doing their thing with all the maps from. Yeah, but with a good game. That would <laughs> that would be cool. Like it was like imagine if it was just called something like Mario Kart Grand Prix, and it was just all the all the old maps. Just wait, Mario Kart Two is taken, isn't it? By that fucking mobile game. Oh my god! Yeah, is that what it's called? I think it is. Oh, oh, that sucks. That would have been a great name for. Oh man, that would have been so good. Yeah, Mario Kart Tour. Yeah, fuck. All right. Well, yeah, Grand Grand Prix. It might have to be. That's just that's, what's called Mario Kart at this point, or, or Mario Kart twenty twenty one. Oh man, this is yeah. There's some just there's some maps that have been missed. I just like some of the shit that's on there now. Like, it's fucking four Rainbow Roads. I mean, I love them, but no one else likes when I play them. 
So No, that's not true. We like Rainbow Road. Rainbow Road is a fine map to play once or twice, but when some motherfucker in the party is picking it every single fucking time and starting to pick a map, and for some reason the game's like, yeah, we'll pick that, it gets a little fucking thin, mate. I'm, fucking, I'm not going to lie, you're wearing thin, okay? It would have felt better if I won. Didn't win. Yeah, that's fair, that's fair, that's fair. It's, I, I can't imagine being you. It's like, I pick the fucking map and then I lose on it. What the fuck? Like, that must be the, just the worst. No, that's fair. That's fair. That is fair. Um, the, the next game on my list is yeah. Starfield. Having never played a Bethesda game, I'm looking forward to this one. Okay. I don't think I'm it'll so be my weird. first Bethesda game because I'm quite I'm eyeing the Doom releases, so mm-hmm. it might play something before then. But uh, yeah, Star- Starfield's got me interested, and and I'm not a huge RPG player, but I mean, you know, to repeat the old line, having it on Game Pass, I mean, it'd be stupid not to have a go. That's very true. Yeah. No, that's that makes a lot of sense. I'm one of the weird people that's like, I'm glad we have an idea of what Starfield is. Mm. Now excite me. And they're like, we now know what Elden Ring is. But I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, I'll play Elden Ring when it comes yeah. out, sure. Mm. But it just looks like a faster Dark Souls. And like, how... People probably be stoked. I about get that. it's like, yeah, I know, I understand, and I get it's like, oh, but it's a new lore, it's new this, it's a new that, and it's like, it's, that's fine, that's absolutely great, you know what I mean? I'm glad, but like, it's so many. There's only so many times you can repaint a house before it just it's too thick, and you just have enough. You've just had enough of it. Well, I think the paint's a bit too thick, mate. <laughs> mate, I feel like Dark Souls is way too thick. This whole Souls formula, it's it's reached that point where it's like. Back in the day when it was like the only thing, you know what I mean? It was cool. You know what I mean? Now we've got Final Fantasy games coming out being rated a Souls-like game. And it's like, man, when Final Fantasy starts making Souls-like games, it's time to think maybe it's a bit, there's a bit too many. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like maybe there's a bit too much. If Final Fantasy's getting on board, it might be time to take a break. Make something new. Like I would love From Software to make something brand new that wasn't like a Souls game. Because I feel like they hit such a success with that. Because, like, FromSoft used to do stuff like um, Armored Core. And uh, they did a... Uh, what was it called? Oh, it was a ninja game. Uh, Ten- Tenchi? Tenchi? Oh, man, I don't even remember. But I remember playing it back in the day and it was awesome. But the second Dark Souls... Well, they did Demon Souls. Hey, there might be something here. They made Dark Souls. And the second Dark Souls took off, it was like they just weren't ever going to make another game that wasn't a Souls-like which is cool like I'm glad you hit your niche I'm glad people love it like I still enjoy playing Dark Souls but I would love for that studio to do something different like imagine there was an idea I had at this point I'd have to say they've got to have multiple teams like the stuff they push out like there's no doubt in my mind they're working on a Sekiro 2 that would be stupid if they weren't that game hit so hard, one game of the year. Like, it would be dumb for them not to be working on a sequel. It would be dumb for them not to be working on Bloodborne 2. Obviously, the majority of people are working on Elden Ring. Elden Ring, I feel like, has taken up so much time, right? Because back when this game was getting done, Game of Thrones was still a big thing. George R. R. Martin was a hot commodity. Then the last season came out, it was trash. People don't care anymore. So... People who are excited for Elden Ring are the people who are still living off the hype at the time, which is fine. I'm not saying you can't do that. That's you are well within your rights to do that. But um, 
yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just kind of, I'm kind of bored of it. And I feel like we need something different. And I feel like the studio should want to make something different. Like, like I would love for them to do an Armored Core game. And if you want to do a Souls-like Armored Core game, what you do, and I think this would be so cool, you have the guy in the mech, and if the mech gets, like, if you get defeated in the mech, you should respawn as a human, and you have to make your way back to your mech. And if you die as the human, that's it. You go back to the checkpoint. But the, the whole, like, giving you a second chance, that would be cool. Like, an Armored Core going through, taking people out. Oh, the Armored Core is disabled. You eject as the human. Right, then you're on a brand new path. So as the human, you're making your way through these massive structures, massive destroyed mechs to try and get back to your mech, get back to your mech, recharge up. There's your second chance, keep going. But if you were to die as the human, that in my mind would be like, cool, now you restart from the beginning. That would be a cool Souls-like game, but different enough that you wouldn't call it Souls-like. You know what I mean? It would be Armored Core coming back in a new harder fashion if you want to make hard games make hard games but make them different than roll here roll there slice here roll there consume soul get humanity back it's just all the same shit and and it's kind of getting a little bit stale well i think we've just designed yet another game on the games cast you're welcome take it from <laughs> soft take it but yeah armor core was great i miss armor core it was a good game yeah so yeah i'm sorry i interrupted up. you yeah i apologize <laughs> yeah. I apologize. Uh, right. no, no, no. I, I think it's an interesting contrast that you've you've um, talked about there. I'm the same with Starfield. Like, who fucking knows what the game's really about? We've got a bit of a taste. I yeah. like the taste. Um, yeah, let's let's get a meal. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm down. I'm down to play it. Yeah, definitely. When it comes out, yeah. especially if like game everybody else. I mean, why not? Yeah. What's uh, what's next on your list? This is a weird one, but I'm super excited to start playing Sea Thieves. Like, they got me so excited for Sea Thieves. When that Pirates of the Caribbean music kicked in, fuck, bro, was I down for it. 100% down. And I'll just tick that off my list as well. The, the, The thing is, like, playing that game, you get um instruments so you can start doing some sea shanties on the boat, which is great fun. But you always just want to do the Pirates of the Caribbean theme. You know what I mean? Like, you, you always, like, I'm not even a big Pirates of the Caribbean person, but, like, you want to play that theme, so I'm really hoping you can with this expansion. I'm so excited. Dude, I was actually, like, during the reacts, I was accusing uh, Rare of ripping off Pirates because, like, it started mm-hmm. talking, and I'm like, oh, my God. They've totally ripped off Pirates. That sounds like Tia Dorma, the, the Calypso from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. And then they showed the dog with the bone, and I'm like, holy fuck, it is Tia Dorma from Pirates of the Caribbean. What the fuck? And I was like, oh, man. Oh. From that point on, that trailer just hit so fucking hard that I'm like, wow, if anyone's been thinking about playing Sea of Thieves, they're fucking in now. There's no way they're not in. They're 100% behind this, and, and I am excited. Like, that is awesome. And I cannot you, you wait gotta, to play. you got to give respect. Like that game was dead on arrival six years ago yeah. six fucking years ago DOA not even like I wouldn't have even said it was worth fucking reviving and then here they are they've revived it they've done content update after content update they're still patching it they're still bug fixing not that there's many bugs to fix but like every time that one pops up they try and fix it and and the game you can jump in now and you're still as competitive I mean you won't know what the fuck you're doing but you're still as competitive um, weapon wise and all that with someone who's been playing for years yep I can't believe the game exists honestly like oh, like, look it's not my favourite game sure but it's it's something I always have installed like always ready to go yeah, fair. someone's down for a game I'm in um, yeah I'm looking forward to more people playing it fucking let's go absolutely 
So then, oh, I've got the other game on my list is Hellblade. So I'm just gonna I talked about that earlier. It's not really much more to say. I loved Hellblade One. Looking forward to Hellblade Two. Um, the last game on my list is Forza Horizon Five. Ah, I'm so glad it's on your list, dude. I'm so happy it won most anticipated game of the show. Fuck yeah fucking well deserved you know what I mean like Christ. it's always been a highly anticipated game but look this is going to sound wrong and I don't I don't mean this badly at all but I feel like it wins awards sometimes because it doesn't go up against anyone there's no one else in the racing category there's no one else like competing with it so it just not wins by default but it's sort of how it comes across sometimes no no it won game of the fucking show like mm-hmm. and, and there was some big titles there like Starfield <laughs> like yeah, Nintendo I mean- and everything Nintendo so fucking props to them, and they deserve it because the game looks phenomenal, absolutely. Yeah, phenomenal. a big thing there is like it's proven to be successful. Like they've hit it out of the park. I have to say this, and people might disagree, but I feel like every Horizon game when it's come out has just hit. Like the first Horizon definitely hit because it warranted a sequel, and that sequel took the original concept and just dialed it up to ten. And then when 3 came out, dialed it up to 100. Then when 4 came out, they changed the location. It was still at 100. And 5 looks this like it's like just changing everything. Yeah. yeah, like a stadium with Forge-like features in a racing game where you can create your own tracks. That's GTA levels of stuff that people just haven't attempted in, in racing games. Like, they haven't bothered because it's like, oh, everyone's just going to go play the races in GTA. But like, I'm so glad Horizon is sort of like attempting it. Because I feel like you look at their Hot Wheels expansion, you look at their Lego expansion. These guys are more than capable of designing crazy tracks and crazy, like, the Hot Wheels one's perfect. Like, there's, like, different things that split off. There's, like, different, like, obstacles. Like, imagine putting, by me, imagine putting that in the hands of the player. Like, here you go. Here's everything we played with, with Hot Wheels. It's like, oh, here's the Hot Wheels stadium update. So... Now your tracks can incorporate licensed Hot Wheels sort of stuff. Like, that's cool. Oh, here you go. Here's the Lego update. Now you can make tracks with Lego pieces and mix and match with the Hot Wheels update and, like, make different crazy tracks with Lego pieces and Hot Wheels. That's, like, shit you would do as a kid. Yeah. That's so... Like, I'm just... That's what excites me, man. That's what excites me. Like, it should be... It should be next level awesome. I'm very excited. How good are playground games? Like... Oh, they're, up, they're up there as like top tier they've released four games Horizon 1 Horizon 2 Horizon 3 Horizon 4 now they're releasing this which looks phenomenal and they got oh just working on Fable as well don't mind us just yeah. fucking working on Fable using the Forza Tech engine my god these chariot races are going to be great um, plus they've got their support team the the you know the guy that was um, doing the talk during the showcase can't remember his name but the creative director yeah this is, this is his first time leading First time as creative director. Oh well, like, holy there's shit! There's just nothing but talent to that studio. Like fucking hell! Like oh yeah, that's just my first crack at a game. Don't. Well, sorry, he's been a developer previously, but like first time running the team. Um, just get a whip up Horizon Five. Don't mind me. So fucking props to him. Um, in the the extended cut of the game game showcase, they were um talking about how, like yeah, you know you know how they touched on like the art and stuff like that in the game. Apparently, yeah, they've got heaps of Mexican artists doing art for the game. Um, heaps of heaps of original Mexican music in the game. Um, Mexican cars, like it's all very native. They've flown people there to capture the sky, like they did for all the other games. Like, um, 
I think the attention to detail is going to be pretty crazy. And I was, I was watching a little bit of Digital Foundry before I haven't finished watching it, but it's quite interesting. Like they were sort of saying, which, which we all sort of know, but they were sort of saying like with a racing game, you can get away with skipping some detail because you're going past at 100, 200, 300 kilometers an hour. Like you don't fucking need to know if a stone's that accurate or not, but not with Forza Horizon. Like it's just everything, everything to the smallest detail. So it'll be interesting it'll be interesting to see if you know it's a fun game at the end of it but i think all the stars have aligned and and also i'll just add that they announced that there's a performance mode so in quality mode it's 4k 30 on series x in quality mode it's 4k 60 there's no resolution drop so apparently the lods and stuff will be played with so the like level of detail in the distance like you know i'm not promising that it'll still be amazing but the fact that it's still 4k 60 i mean they've got a well-running engine there yeah no, I'm excited. I think it's going to be dope as hell. I'm very, very excited. Well, that's uh, that's my list. You got anything else on yours? I have a couple of things I just want to touch on really quickly. Yeah, um, party animals. I think that looks like a really cool, fun party game, and I and I really cannot yeah, wait true. to play that. Um, it's done by the gang beast guys, so it's just going to be like balls to the wall fun. I'm very, really excited for that. We've been waiting for new maps for Gang Beast for so long, and then there's like, oh, here's another game. Like, yeah, right, no worries. All's forgiven. All's forgiven. Yeah, it's like, thank you, gentlemen. Like, uh, yeah, very, very cool. Coming to Games Pass, why the hell not? You know what I mean? Why the hell not? Um, I just want to say Redfall looks really cool. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see exactly what that game is. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was like a really cool one last thing because people were ready for it. They were anticipating it. I'm super. They were super excited about it. So I'm glad it wasn't people the were one excited. Last thing people were expecting though. No, it wasn't, and I think that kind of played into the strength as well. Because I feel like right. people were expecting like the one more thing to be like Halo Infinite or something like that. You know what I mean? If Halo hadn't been shown in the middle of the show, it definitely would have been people's like, oh well, it's not at the start. It's got to be at the end. You know, it just yeah. it hits as one of those games. So I'm really happy that it was um, that it came. Uh, it came at the end because it sort of it gave it that little oomph. Um, another game I wanted to touch on really quickly was uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator. The fact that that game exists and has done so well is a credit to the studio. It's a credit to the fact that people want different types of games. And the fact that they're adding Top Gun DLC, mwah, perfect. That got me so fucking hyped for that game. <laughs> like Before I was like, yeah, I'll play it. But now I'm like, I have to play it. I have to play it. Um, last couple of things I just want to touch on. Battlefield 2042. I am excited for it. I, I really want to get my hands on it. Uh, the gameplay got really... Good. We got enough where I'm like, cool. I'm sure we'll get more at EA Play. I, I, I look forward to hearing more about it. Um, but I'm at that point where it's like, I don't need to know more. I'm excited to yeah. see what comes. Mm, I'm with you on that. October twenty two, um, yeah. What, what, yeah, not not too far away. Wish it was closer, but it's alright. It's alright. We'll, we'll be patient. Very excited. And lastly, this is gonna piss people off because it's not even a video game, ladies and gentlemen. Xbox, they're bloody done it. The fucking mini fridge is coming, and oh, by thunder, I'm gonna have one of those motherfuckers on my desk. I am so excited for that mini fridge. So excited. Pumped. Me too. Me too. Did Did you see the um the it just reminded me seeing your Master Chief glass there. They really, they've got an Xbox and Bethesda showcase glass up on their website for sale. Oh, do they? Yeah, and you can like customize your gamer tag on it or something. 
Oh my god, how much is it? It's like 25 bucks or something. Oh man. I know what I'm doing after stream. <laughs> Having a look at that. Having a look at that. That's cool. That's really, really cool. Fridge. Bloody oath. Keep it in there. But yeah, that's that's basically everything I, I, I think we need to touch on. I'm sure there'll be stuff that we talk about going on in the yeah, next couple definitely. of weeks, like Look, I, letting the EA play and that great, stuff. Great E3. Like, relative Absolutely. to the last few years, honestly. I'm for, like, for me personally, this is the best E3 in years. Like, you know, oh, got yeah. Halo, got some new IPs, got some good updates. Like, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. I think next year's though, is just going to be incredible. I really do. Well, that's what blows my mind. Is like I said, like we got S tier from Microsoft, Limited Run, and 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 Nintendo, like S tier stuff. But there are so many games they've got in development that they just didn't even touch on, like Hellblade, Fable, um, Perfect Dark, Avowed. Like they're gonna touch on them next year, and people like like the there's world. so much we didn't see. Outer Worlds too, yeah. which had a great reveal trailer, just fucking perfect reveal trailer. Like, like Xbox oh, must feel pretty proud of themselves right now. Yeah, Forza Minus. Oh, fuck. Now I read this article, and it was not a website you'd go to for good Xbox coverage. I'll, I'll admit, but they were sort of talking how it's kind of it's it's. it's like in their opinion it's kind of a shame like well they they were a bit more like fuck you xbox but what what they're sort of saying is like you know sony's got their studios to their point over 20 years work and xbox has just gone and brought some great studios <laughs> like do you think it's a shame that microsoft has paid their way to this place or are you i i look at it personally as though they've paid their way but it's a win-win situation like these studios are doing better because of it so i don't i don't see it as in in a in a bad light but i am kind of at the point where i'm like ah oh, you know what like they've got 23 studios like if they go up above 30 or something that's gonna be like that's gonna start affecting other parts of the industry like what, what's your mm. sort of take on that like do, do you think they should slow down or stop or keep going like i i don't think they've made a bad move yet to be fair yeah, I think I think they really have one or two more left in them, and then they should just leave it alone. Um, I think I'd they'll like be able to, to start be. those two studios personally. Yeah, I'd love to see them create more rather than buy. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, like that's just like it just feels like it kind of feels like that's the way of the world at the moment. Like, look at Disney. Disney bought Marvel. They bought Fox. They're buying everything left, right, and center, and putting it under their umbrella. And I mean, like. Fox was not making great films. Fox was not making great TV. Would Fox still be a thing if Disney didn't buy them? Marvel. Like, look at the pantheon Marvel is on right now just because of those movies. Like, I don't think anybody would care about a comic book if that MCU didn't exist. And Sony wasn't hitting them out of the park beforehand. They had three good Spider-Man movies, and that was about it. Everything else was sort of hit and miss. Like, maybe you could give it to Blade. Like, Blade did well. Universal, they're treading water right now you know what I mean like and it kind of feels the same way in the games industry like Xbox was treading water for so long now they've they've acquired some studios and another thing you gotta look at like would studios like Ninja Theory would they have been able to survive COVID if not acquired by Microsoft that's an interesting point I, I will I will sort also like another perspective like think of netflix right netflix and xbox mm. game pass have a lot of parity in my mind because they were the first subscription services that that, that did it quote unquote um netflix wouldn't really exist if they didn't make their own content because yeah, everyone exactly. else has got yeah, a subscription true. service pulled all their shit 
So, like, in a way, like, if Xbox doesn't studio up, that may get to a point where Ubisoft, EA, whoever, Capcom, Sony, Nintendo, they all have their own to the point where Microsoft is literally relying on their own studios. So, you know, in, in a way, it won't become a monopoly because everyone else will just copy, and not necessarily in a bad way. Um, I mean, I hope they don't in the sense that I don't need 40 subscription services, but yeah, um, I, I think I don't think it's a threat or a hazard at the moment at all. Yeah. But, I, well, but I, mean, it, I would like to see some new studios from them that they build from the ground up. Yeah. Definitely. Especially like, okay. you know, there's all this talk like Microsoft in Japan, Microsoft in Japan, like just start a studio. <laughs> like, just see see how it goes. I feel like that might might be what happens. Like in my mind, the only studio that they can really acquire in Japan is Sega. Like that's the only thing that they can sort of get. Mm. Everything else is way too too up there. Like if, if this if this partnership with Kojima Productions exists, that'll be go a long way in them like staking their claim to absolutely. Japan. Like, yeah, hey, absolutely. we're not we're not backing down here. We we wanna we wanna have a foothold in this country. But even like Death um, Stranding, like it was made in Japan, but like the game's set in America. Like it's not it's not really what people would, would say like is what a Japanese game is, would they? And that's Kojima though. Like oh, Kojima's no, no, always yeah, been the like, hey, all my like, look at Metal Gear. It's so ingrained in America, but it's got the craziness of a Japanese anime. And I think that's where it's sort of like, it hits that point where it's mm-hmm. like, this isn't an American game. This isn't a Japanese game. This is a Kojima game, which sells great in both countries. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. his name holds such weight that to like really have a foothold in Japan. If they were to be like, hey. Hideo Kojima's next game is only on the Xbox. That could be a system seller in Japan, in my opinion. I think I think it would absolutely one hundred percent sell systems. Um, so if they can get that deal, if the deal's done, if the deal exists, I feel like that's going to be really good for them going forward, like gaining their foothold. But yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't think what Xbox has done is wrong. And these people that are saying, "Hey, fuck Xbox," it's like, well, no, not fuck Xbox. It's literally a business. That's how businesses work. You acquire, you dissolve, you pull things together. They're just working. It's just because you now don't have access to certain games that you were comfortable playing on your said console that you have a problem with it. I don't, I don't think that that's where the problem lies. Unfair though. Like, look at Minecraft. No, like, they've released it no. on multiple like PlayStation consoles since, or not multiple, but they've released it on PS Five, for instance, since they acquired them. Like. I don't, I don't think they're being too unfair. And I mean, you know, no. with Game Pass for cloud or whatever they're calling xCloud, um, fucking just call it xCloud, but anyway, whatever they're calling that service, like, you know, the accessibility's in a good place. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think they've stepped any wrong yet. And and also, if, if they are opening studios, like, let's get some more Australian studios. We made LA Noir yeah. for fuck's sakes. Like, come back. <laughs> it's like, stop buying studios. Yes, stop securing people's jobs. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like the these studios, like a lot of them have got new offices and stuff. Like it's not it's not like they've just acquired them. Like they've invested in them. So I do agree, and I, I knew we were both going to agree. I, like I didn't I didn't set that question up for for a debate. I just oh, wanted, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. I just course, wanted to bring it up because like I, I think there's probably you know people who don't have access to Xbox games that are a bit bummed about it, which I completely understand. Um, but if the if the games have been invested in and, and, and all that, then I think it is a win. Yeah, absolutely. For sure, oh, for sure. That sort of wraps up everything I've got on the list. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm sure we'll talk more about it in the weeks to come. Just go over like where E3 is going. Um, if it's going to die, 
if Summer Game Fest is going to be the new norm, which I hope it isn't, because Jeff can be pretty cringe. But um, yeah, no, no, I think I think that's a good way to cap it off. I think this year was after last year. I think this year was one hundred percent better than it was last year. I, I really think that. I think um, yeah, one hundred percent improvement over what we got last year, which is to be expected because like now people know what they're sort of doing. Like last year sort of felt like let's rush and get it together. This year sort of felt like we're planning to do it all online. Let's actually put on a proper show and let's do it. Let's do it right. So yeah, I was pretty happy with, I was pretty happy with like like 80% of what we've seen. There are a couple of companies that need to rethink whether or not they should even bother doing press conferences. But uh, yeah, no, it was very, very good. Very, very good. Well, Jack, thank you for joining me for episode 50 the Aussie Wag Gamescast. That's insane. Episode 50. That's crazy. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll be back next week with 51. Will we do it live? Maybe. Who knows? We'll see. We'll talk about it. Um, didn't do last week's live for reasons that were explained. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for joining me for 50 episodes. Like, it's it's crazy. We won't go into the sob story because we did that two weeks ago for the anniversary. <laughs> but... Yeah, thank you for joining me for 50. Here's to another 50. It's been a lot of fun. I enjoy coming here every week and talking to you about video yeah, games and everything we love to. about them. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. So tell people where they can find you. Well, you can find me in a few places, but I think the place to find me these days is aussielag.com. Yes, the website is, is live now, right? Correct. So let me preference this by saying it's not finished. That's my fault. Um, but... It's at a state where you're able to access everything. Uh, you can access the Discord. You can access YouTube, the podcast. On all the different podcast services, you can access uh, everything, basically. We're going to have articles up there. There is an article up there right now for you to read and enjoy. It's written by Jack, but there will be more. Uh, it's going to be a great place to experiment with different shows, different ideas, interact more with the community. Um, so, yeah, AussieLag.com. So, from now on, at the end of the show... When, uh, when, when it comes time to tell you where you can find us, we're just going to hit you with the AussieLag.com. So head over, have a look. Um, don't yell at us too bad. We've been working hard on it. Jack's been working around the clock on this fucking thing, and, and it shows. Like, he's gone above and beyond to make this thing. So be nice, or I'll, I'll, if I know you personally, I'll beat the shit out of you. Um, yeah, but but um, feed, feedback is welcome. Like, this is the Feedback, first, 100%. Yeah. This is the, I've made a few websites in my day. This is the first one I've put on the internet, so... <laughs> um, let us know and that there is um, we're nervous <laughs> yeah that's good cool, I'm it. nervous as hell so yeah just uh, just just be aware it's not finished it's basically version one hmm. so we're gonna be uh, yeah putting stuff up there going forward as well as all the other platforms but that will be the one place we will send you to uh, to find it all alright Jack that was fun thank you for joining me should do it again ladies, ladies oh mate I'll see you here next week <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for watching. Really do appreciate it. Uh, until next time, may all your games be good ones, and we'll catch you guys next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.